Welcome to Origin Gates podcast, Wisdom's Echo. I'm Jessica Wright, and I'm sharing a thought for the day with you. We here at Gates of Zion in Mobile, Alabama, we have just celebrated 30 years in ministry, and it was incredible. It was really all about family and community. And you know, with how 2020 has been, it's been a crazy year for so many. You know, for us here in the South, one thing that we've had a lot, and when I say the South, I say the South of United States, we have had a lot of hurricanes. And now there's another one coming. And my brother said, I am done with 2020. It just needs to be put down. It needs to go away. <laughs> but I still have hope that we're going to finish very lovely. It depends on your perspective. You can't just focus on everything that's gone wrong, even though everything does feel pretty bizarre. I There has been so many things that have just anything that could be shaken has been shaken this year in everyone's life, whether that's good, bad, or ugly. And I am thankful for the shaking, even though it's uncomfortable. I'm thankful for the pressing, even though it even hurts, and coming out of places of brokenness into places of wholeness. All of that in the path is not easy, is not fun, is so uncomfortable, but Yahweh is working in all of us. And I just have a big challenge for you today to not lose heart. When I was just rehearsing the 30 years, I've been here for all the 30 years. My dad is the the lead, you know, pastor. He's the apostle. He's the senior minister here. And you know, I've been here as a kid. I've grown up and I've seen people come and go, which is not fun, but you know, people have different ways their paths lead them. And I've seen people stay for 30 years, which is mind-blowing. We had friends come to celebrate with us that we've known for 33 years and some for 36 years, which is incredible. I mean, that just shows that you've gone through the thick and the thin together and you're stronger than ever. And that is so refreshing, you know, to see. So it was just a rehearsing really of Yahweh's goodness. We took all of the songs, excuse me, I wouldn't say all, we have lots and lots of songs that have been written here in the house because we just, you know, my dad, we're always learning new things that Yahweh is showing us. And he would be like, I need, you guys have a new sound that's going to come forth. There's a new sound, which there, I believe there's always a new sound that is coming, the new frequency that's coming. But when we would be doing worship, he would be like, we need a sound for what we are, you know, learning, what we are talking about. You know, we need that new sound, not just what anybody else is releasing. And it was so frustrating to me at first because I was like, I don't know what you mean. <laughs> We're trying to bring those sounds out, you know. But eventually, you know, we began to write our own songs. And these songs are written like from the path that we've been in, the path that we've taken or paths that we've taken through, you know, all of these years. And for me, over 
20-something years, I've been writing songs and leading worship. And of course, I wanted to, when we first came to Mobile, Alabama, I was pumped up. My dad was beginning a church, starting a church. And that meant, I was for sure that meant that I got to sing on the stage and I would get to do whatever. I could dance on the stage because my dad was in charge, so I could do anything, right? And I was not ready yet. (laughs) I was eight years old, and I thought that I was, you know, ready to be the star. But that's, of course, not what it's about. And obviously, I wasn't ready because that's what I thought it was. (laughs) But the funny thing is, is at that age, you know, I was just so excited, but I didn't even have a voice to sing. Like, I couldn't carry a tune, and I didn't understand worship. But through the many years of the pressing, of the pressing, not depressing, the pressing in my life and in my heart, and finding Yahweh, Yahweh meeting me where I was, and my parents just training me up, I fell in love with Yahweh, and my favorite thing to do was worship. It wasn't about being on the stage. And through that is when I was expressing my heart to Him, and I began to write songs to Him. And my brother and I, he would walk around with a guitar strapped to him, playing, and he was learning the acoustic guitar, you know, and we would just begin to pour our hearts out in worship. And that's where the songs began to come forth. And it's crazy. We went back and we listened to all of these songs from the different albums that we've recorded, whether it was with Jessica Smith, because that's who I was before I got married, or Jessica Smith Wright, It's Been a Journey, or Solomon's Road, or Dimensions Alive. And that's what, you know, our worship, you know, team's name is currently, (laughs) Dimensions Alive. And We went back through all of the recordings and just listened to the journey. Now, some of it was painful for us to listen to because, you know, I I felt like my voice sounded like a squeaking mouse. And, but, you know, my voice has changed since, gosh, since I was 18. But it was incredible to listen to the words of the songs that we wrote And no, like, I remember writing that song. Like, uh, one song was called I Pour Out. And I was so wanting to find the man that Yahweh had for me. And that was just the cry of my heart and the focus of my prayers, to be honest. And, you know, I was young and single, so that was what was just the focal point then. And I realized that I didn't—I could not— find a man that would complete me because Yahweh needed to complete me first. I needed to be one with him so that I wasn't half of a person coming to someone who was also half and then we make a whole. It was me knowing who I was in Yahweh and him knowing who he was in Yahweh. And we were both one with Yahweh and we came together as one. And so the song was, you know, I pour out my heart to you. I just want to be one with you. And, you know, it's just crazy to listen to. And one of the songs is called Straight to Your Heart. And I just had, I remember the encounter that I had with Yahweh through each of these songs. 
And as we went through them all, things changed, like our sound changed. And you know, things that my dad would be like, you know, you've got to find the sound. And you can hear, if you listen to the albums back to back, you can hear the sound begin to change. And even the recordings, the sound got better because we would do like studio recordings and it didn't capture the heart of the worship. And my brother was just, he did not want to do live recording because it's like you had no control. If you hit a bad note, you know, what are we going to do? That's before we understood more things about live recordings. And until we met our good friend Tyler, who produces now, and he sets the sound up and he knows he's, knows how to capture the sound, the anointing in the worship, because he's also anointed and he is a worshiper too. But it was just incredible to listen to the journey. So we did a medley of, we narrowed it down to 20 songs, which that's a lot. And I mean, when we narrowed it down, I say we narrowed it down. And I'm not the only one that writes songs. You know, I do, my brother, my sister-in-law, Parker Thomaston, Scarlett Malone. I mean, the list goes on. Brianna Malone, the list goes on and on. So we just broke it down from the album. So we picked songs from each album, a part of the journey, and we put it together. And it was really hard because we're just taking a chorus or a verse, and it was going from one song to the next, which has different tempos, different sounds. And But we succeeded, although my job was the easiest. All I had to do was sing, although I did have to remember how to sing it, the melody and all of that, but way easier than what the musicians had to do. They had different metronome timing, you know, for every song could be a slow song and suddenly we're in a fast one. But it was one of my favorite parts of the weekend because it just shared the journey. And five years ago, we had our 25th anniversary and it was fancy and we had big band and everyone dressed like their best. And we rented out this huge ballroom and it was just a fantastic time of celebrating. This year, which was five years later, was totally different. It was casual. It was just being together because so many have not been together this year because of quarantining and not being able to, you know, join together. Luckily, everything's open for us to be able to do that here. And it was just medicine to my heart, to everyone, to be together as family. Everyone was so full of joy and peace and love and excited to be there, excited to help in whatever it was. And it just became my favorite anniversary that we have done and celebrated this year is just celebrating one another on the journey. And I wanted to you know, encourage you today that you might be dealing with facing things in your life. And I know I talk about that a lot on here, but I just know so many have gone through so much. But don't lose heart. One of my favorite scriptures, and I shared this, we have a school of worship. It's called The Realm at the Foundation Nest. And I was talking to the teachers, uh, excuse me, to the students in our Zoom our Zoom class today, and I was sharing this, and I think it's important, in Galatians 6, verse 9, 
this used to be my anthem scripture. And it's so funny because I had it for, it was like my anthem when I was waiting for the man of God that, you know, he had for me. And, and I have that now, you know, and so it helped me keep strong. So it was my favorite scripture I would always quote. And Galatians 6, 9, so let's not get tired of doing what is good. At just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessings if we do not give up. And I want to read the, I want to read the uh, New King James Version. Galatians 6, verse 9. And let us not grow weary while doing good, for in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. So don't lose heart. Don't lose the focus, the vision. Why are you doing what you are doing? What does your scroll say over you? Don't let distraction, bitterness, hurt, any of that cause you to lose your heart. Because if you lose heart, then you become tired. Then you become weary and your purpose and everything gets blurred and it's easier to give up. So my encouragement for you today is don't give up. Don't lose heart. Do not become weary while doing good because you will reap a harvest of blessings if you do not lose heart. Don't walk away from it all. He has so much more for you. And if you're focused on Him and you're leaning into Him and worshiping in Him, you will reap. You will not be weary. When you don't focus on the problems, focus on Him, and He gives you that renewed strength that you need to move on. And something else that I'm learning is to find rest. Find rest, find peace, to not do so much that I'm strung out, that I have no room for rest. That is so important because we need that time of rest and recharge and to find joy in the little things. So again, do not grow weary while doing good, for in due season you will reap if you do not lose heart. Shalom and blessings to you.